Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, isn't it, Michael? It is, yeah. I'm giving you more responsibility now. It was your birthday at the weekend. I'm giving you more responsibility. Now you've grown up. So you're going to tell the nice viewer, listener. About the discounts and that. The discounts. And your wills, your probate conveyancing. Yeah. At um, Phil Hay Monday Club, listen to that. There's a discount code on that, 15% off. Yeah. Is that still right? Correct. For a limited time, we should stress. Limited to when? Till they take it off. That was your job. You don't even know. Pathetic. 10% on all the other legal fees. <laughs> 10% discount. Uh, Levicelisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Otherwise, head to the Monday Club for the extended discount on Michael's three favourite legal services, which are, quick reminder, probate, conveyancing wills. Oh, Ooh, remixed like it. Yeah. You yeah. remixed it. It's like a light when you go see someone do something live and they, they do a bit of a different version and yeah. you go, mm, I'm not sure I like it. Not sure I like it, but you know, live with it. Well, if, you know, I just want you to know I didn't like it. Okay. So don't do that again. I'll bear it in mind. Thank you. Propaganda. The show where we find out what's been said uh, in the football world. It is Dan, it's Michael and Rob. Rob looking absolutely resplendent in a... What's that? Is that a square ball yellow admiral shirt? I did. Uh, some... Where would I get one of those? Uh, is this from yours, Michael? Or not? Is it the squareball.net or is it the Phil Monday Club? No, what? no, just the, just the squareball.net is all you need for that. Sorry, you were going to say, Rob. I did enjoy someone replied to the photos on Twitter saying, nice shirt, but it looked better than Hull City's colours. Yeah, we'll get into Sammy's we'll, pajamas later, won't we? We'll, we'll do that next. Okie doke. So, yeah, this is what's been going on in the the football world. Let's kick off with some hope because you're lazy, Michael. You didn't put together the mega mix this week. I let you do it for once. Yeah, I asked you to do something for once. And you're talking about you know things things being be, be better, <laughs> vastly superior mega mix. I think this to to the the shambles you normally produce. I've not listened to it yet, but can I say I think it was overly long and poorly edited? <laughs> you can say that if you like. You're also wrong. Let's have a listen anyway. Well, and basically, this is a mixture of all the stuff we've been going through. Exasperation, frustration at Bamford, some sympathy for Bamford as well. Thoughts on Robles. But there is, there's a distinct lack of out-and-out despair, which I know will disappoint you, Michael, because you're such a negatron. Don't worry, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, and if the Megamix is anything to go by, we still have hope. Never give up hope. Ultimately... There is a lot wrong with this team, this squad, the the plan from the board, and our problems this season have run a lot deeper than Patrick Bamford. So it's become a real lightning rod for our frustration, but it's a little harsh on him. Channeling Zen Dan here, but uh, trying to be positive, I think, because that was a much better performance than I expected. 
I don't see Forest beating Arsenal, even even with the Chelsea result. I don't see them beating Crystal Palace. In fact, I kind of see them losing both those games. So if we get three points against West Ham, that could just be enough. I actually thought we were all right. They are a very good team. And we kind of held our own and they only scored through two penalties. And had we gone 2-0 up, I do agree with Big Sam that we don't want it. And it's weird because it almost gave me hope for the final two. I don't know whether it's just me going through the honeymoon period like I do with every manager, but I think I actually like Big Sam. He just listen to his interviews after the games and he just seems like a smart guy. He just says the right things and saying stuff like he's going to tell the players off for not staying on the feet and if they had stayed on the feet then we might have won the game. Just, I think he's just right, isn't he? Annoying. Groundhog Day with Patrick Bamford. Eh? I don't blame Paddy for the penalty miss. He's stepped up, but Ultimately, we should have replaced Bamford sooner. He's had injuries and we haven't replaced him. I was adamant we were going down and tried to accept it. Then midweek managed to somehow, with a couple of friends at work, talk ourselves out of it. So can Michael do me a favour and just um, just tell me we're going down so I can just accept it, please? Right, Joel Robles. Don't ever, ever, ever tell the Gelderden to calm down ever again. Capiche? Uh, I've always had a, a love-hate relationship with Bamford at Leeds, really. And today was one of those games where you just thought, fuck's sake, Bamford. It'd be a real turning point in that one. But as it is, getting a point when you're down to, to 10 men against a team that's up in the Champions League places, you, you take that. Just try and get results against Spurs and West Ham now. Ayo, Scott White, the Kentucky Yorkshireman. Put the ball in the effing net. Rodrigo should have gone over, punched the fucker in the nose, taken the ball, put it on the spot, knocked him in, and then flung Bamford over his shoulder, carried him to the touchline, thrown him over, and we win. Three points. Smooth as Melly there. Smooth as Joe Robles now. Come on. Put the ball in Rodrigo's hands. Let him put it on the spot. Let him stick it in the goal. And we are 2-0 up. Newcastle have something to think about. But instead, we're up the other end. We're giving away two shitty penalties and we're fucked. I refuse to believe that it's over yet. Come on, two games to go. Come on. Well, i got to say, I am fucking shredded. But just think if Big Sam had been in charge with eight games to play rather than four why does Rodrigo not take that penalty? Literally, the man has been firing on all cylinders every time he gets in front of goal, and we give it to Pat Bamford, who missed from a fucking yard away two weeks ago. I just don't understand. Oh, just that's how the leads are. Just stress you out and make you sad. Anyway, upside, still a chance. That's something to cling on to, right? Right? Yeah. No, no, I'm going to be say, telling him we're down, aren't we? We're not down. Yet. We're, not, we're not down in fairness, are we? No. I was waiting for um, one of Everton or Leicester to confirm we were down. You're gutted, aren't you? But <laughs> I was like, oh, he's, turns out they're both shit too. So Although I didn't watch either because I'm, I'm trying my best not to, but I did notice Everton's, like, Everton's XG was higher than Man City's from that game. Oh, really? Which I'm going to just choose to believe was a mistake. They had a couple of chances from really close in. That's why they had one in particular that got nodded down to the back post. And oh, someone, I did see that on Match of the yeah. Day too, actually. So, you know, it's bollocks, isn't it? 
Yes, let's say yes. It is. When it doesn't suit our argument, it's bollocks. <laughs> it's not over. Cling on to the hope. And reflections on a good atmosphere then at Ellen Road, yeah? Yeah, this is from Adam Pearson. Not, I presume, the, the Leeds United one, but uh, a, a Newcastle fan who was at the game. Well, there you have it in full time today at Adam Road. Leeds United 2, Newcastle United 2, in a game where I think both teams will walk away disappointed in the context of the match. I actually think it's probably a better point for Newcastle than it is a point for Leeds because I still feel like Leeds need that win from somewhere if they've got any chance to stay up this season. And compared to the teams around them, I think they've probably got some of the harder fixtures as well. Regarding Leeds fans, though, Obviously, I'm someone that goes to every single away match in Newcastle. I think they've got some of the best home blends I've ever seen from a Premier League team. Really good home atmosphere from them. It's probably one of the best I've seen from a Premier League team. It's a fair play. That's nice to hear, isn't it? That's the real quiz. <laughs> Definitely. It was nice that it was a good atmosphere, though, because it, it's been kind of crap all season, I feel like. They obviously started all right, and beating Chelsea was probably the high point of this season because it was just party atmosphere. But generally speaking, it has been lacking, I would say. Just mm. a, a mixture of tension and a lack of anything good to watch. Resignation as well, having to sit through this for a second consecutive season. It's mm. been difficult, hasn't it? That's the thing, it's the two-season thing. But no, it was really good. There was that kind of 10 minutes after the penalty miss where it, people were just sad, I think. Mm. But then that's when I got um, quite annoyed with Robles sort of telling the cop to calm down as well. Because mm. I think, that I've written a blog about it, but Junior Firpo made a big tackle and it was a brief like raw, like, come on, Leeds, finally, we're back in it sort of thing. And then uh, the ball fell to Robles and he was telling us to calm down. It's like, mate, have you not seen the last two seasons? There's a reason we're not calm. It's a bit late for this. And then yeah. straight, straight after that as well, McKenney got the ball, lost it, got it back, took too long, lost it. Mm. Greenwood got the ball, lost it. And it's like, look, Joel, this is why we're not fucking calm. But, yeah. but it did pick up again after that. I wonder, do you think it makes them a bit nervous? Do you think that's what Robles was trying to get at? That the crowd sometimes drives the players on to lose the focus and the discipline? Maybe. It's a bit of that game management thing of like the... It was Marsh's 100 to 70 maxim, which he kept going on about earlier in the season. But yeah, I just felt like at that moment, because it had been a little bit deflated, it was like, no, come on, let's just mm. have a bit of fight. But it it was probably for the best. And part of the blog I've written was just laughing at how Joel Robles, the man who was almost shouted his way into a red card at the penalty <laughs> and was doing pull-ups on the crossbar with the guy telling <laughs> us to calm down. It was like, it's probably a good... Uh, picture of where Leeds United are at right now especially when you've got Allardyce who's managed one game at Ellen Road and he's saying I need two volume but yeah <laughs> that is Leeds United for welcome me. to Leeds the I, Newcastle fans I listened to were all actually generally pretty reasonable I didn't find anything anything to disagree with particularly but they were furious about about Robles on the penalty saying like why has he not been sent off and kind of have to agree with them really when you, when you watch it back he does not stop he gets booked for something and then just continues exactly as he was before it wasn't until watching it back that I realised he was basically sat in the south stand when it was first awarded <laughs> he just went and hung out behind the goal <laughs> yeah, he, that, he pushed it right as we said in the match ball he pushed it right to the limit and then some didn't he yeah I mean I, I don't know how a referee justifies not booking him again really I, mind you I I'd be a proper vindictive prick if I was a ref. As soon as, they, as, soon as anyone, as soon as anyone ignored anything I'd say, I'd just be, I'd be booking like a dozen people every every two minutes. You and you and you, <laughs> right, you talking about it? Oh, fuck off, fuck off. Straight red for that, but it's not a red card offence. I don't care. Fuck off. Get out of my sight. Appeal. <laughs> yeah, just fine. Get, just get off. But I, I think it's uh, it's a case of them knowing that they don't want to dish out red cards unless they absolutely have to, and pushing it just as far as they absolutely can. Junior Furpo pushed it as far as he could. And then some, but... I, I For two seasons, he's pushed uh, yeah. He's pushed that red card as far as he can. I think mean, Junior knows where the limit is, does he? He just, he's just, he's a free spirit as Junior, you can't contain him. Um, but I think the the improved atmosphere, the sense that 
I don't know if it's that kind of backs to the wall feeling and it's and it's now or never that kind of suffused what happened at Ellen Road at the weekend. There's that sense that we've just run out of road, so it's now or never, and we have two ways to approach it, which is we either get on their backs and they crumble under the pressure, or we support them as as much as we can. And I think that's what we've seen, even with like you know the songs in favour of Bamford, people singing in his name, even though he's kind of he's let us down on an individual basis by missing that chance against Leicester and, and then missing the penalty. People want these lot to succeed. I think that's an important thing to remember, mm. and it's what Allardyce has tried to do is harness the crowd as well. It's um it's a big contrast to Leicester as well, where they're getting booed off at half time every game, and their fans just generally seem to hate the players, the team, the manager. Whereas I think, yeah, there is a sense of, well, what else are we going to do? We might as well sort of mm. make some noise for the final few make, games. Make some noise for the Wenger boys. <laughs> it's because Leicester have failed to go in for the, the second new manager bounce. They should have mm. done that. They should have had Dean Smith for a bit. They should have got rid of him a few games ago. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't necessarily keen on the Allardyce appointment, but God, thank God we're not managed by Dean Smith. That would have been yeah. horrible. That just looks grim. Has he still got his three haircuts in one? Um, I can't, what, what, are the, what are the three? It's just kind of, if you have a look, he's got kind of a, the sides don't match the top. Okay. And then I think there's a fringe that's independent of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Just inspect his hair next time he's on telly or maybe even Google him if you if you feel particularly, uh, I don't know, emotionally, like you want to respond to that. <laughs> have a look at Dean, Dean Smith. I never want him at Leeds though, that is a, a fair shout. No. I did I, the chat on the, uh, on the clip there about saying if we'd have had Allardyce for eight games rather than four, which I think he's right, but then... Do you say, well, what if we had him for 38 rather than eight? Would that have been better still? Mm. Is that what we're saying for next year? Do you know what the, the daft thing is? On the evidence so far, probably. But then you just said uh, uh, the evidence of Gracia's but that's the point. first couple. But we'll say that's the it? point. Yeah. yeah, that's the point we made on the match ball. I said, I think I said at, at the time, like, we would never have accepted Allardyce coming in mm. after Marsh. Not as, you know, I mean, the, the royal we, like, as a fan base. I don't think anyone would have gone, well, that's a, a sensible move. But yeah, it might have been. It was weird after the game. Funny, isn't it? Because um, it's almost like we know nothing. Well, yeah, I won't disagree with that. But um, I was sort of thinking, like, I couldn't stop thinking about the penalty miss and just Junior Furpo in general. And then I was thinking, God, we're like we're still quite a bad team, and there's so much wrong with us. But I was also kind of convinced we're going to stay up as well a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like really just a bizarre day. I don't know. Yes, let's move on to the sadness of others. Which sadness do you want to start on? Who's this this Ben Harris character? And he's Sheffield Wednesday. Should oh. we should we deal with Premier League sadness first? Is that Premier League sadness? I don't think um, Sheffield Wednesday are in the Premier League. No, no, no I'm last, saying that last time I checked, they got ninety six points and didn't go up <laughs> yet. Not. I mean, they still might. They still they still might. Yeah, do you want to hear from them? Or I've got Southampton or Leicester. If you want sadness, let's start with Ben. Okay, let's let's go down to the the bottom of the ocean and swim our way back up. Yeah. So for anyone who's not aware of what's going on in League One, Sheffield Wednesday got ninety six points. I just I mean I just said that. I know. Into the playoffs, they were in. They, they regained form actually just before the playoffs. Didn't they? They'd got. They'd had a really bad period where they did not won in seven or something. But then I think they won a couple going into the playoffs. So it reignited their hope. So they're like, oh no, back on track now. You don't yeah. get ninety six points by accident. You don't become a bad team overnight, do you? Well, what, what um, happened in the first leg of the playoffs, Michael? <laughs> well, well, let's hear. Let's hear Ben pre-game first. Yeah. Just so we can. Is he reflecting that opinion? Just is he? so we can fully shatter his dreams. Unlike many Wednesday fans, I myself feel quite confident, you know? I'm feeling like we could go into this one and take an early lead against Peterborough, actually. And I personally think that Wednesday are going to come out of this first leg with a 2-1 advantage. I know it sounds unlike me of recent to come out and say this, but to be honest, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to beat Peterborough and get the advantage from the away fixture, take it into the home fixture, iron it out, 
and um, hopefully we'll be off to Wembley. Ah, oh, voiceover. This is the the narrator's voice uh, breaks through, doesn't it? Is he? He's using fool's gold there as a as a musical is. bed, isn't he? Which feels like a copyright strikeable offence. Yeah, I would, if he gets us demonetised, well, shouldn't he? Because he's talking over it, the, the algorithm might not be able to pick it up. Yeah, hopefully. But uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the results actually. So yeah, they did. They got, went into the back of this one, beating Derby County one nil, three nil against Shrewsbury, beating Exeter, beating Bristol Rovers. Coming into this, ah. just go to Peterborough, just get a result. Four nil, won it? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to hear him during the game? He's <laughs> in the away end. Just before I play this, the funny thing is, last time I looked, it was three nil, and I didn't become aware that it was four nil until just yesterday. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Because <laughs> so, I saw somebody mention I, they lost four nil in the first leg of the playoffs. I went, did they? Looked at my phone, four nil, won it? A little pleasant surprise. There's some great building anguish through this clip. It's quite a long clip, but it's worth it, is it? Yeah, I'd say so. Dawson spelled it. It's 1-0 to Peterborough. Ah! It's, 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 it's hard to concede that early. It's an absolute screamer. It's an absolute... They're 2-0 up. I can't fucking believe it. I can't fucking believe it. Oh my god, what is going on? Every time they come forward, they seem to score. It's so annoying. Absolutely horrendous first half. I don't even know what's happened. We're 2 0 down. Everyone's played horribly. It's just it's shocking, man. I can't deal with it if we can see that. And it's 3 0. I'm not even surprised. I'm not even surprised. We've, we've not deserved it at all. We've been playing horrendous. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. And it's 4 0. Not even surprised. Don't care at this point. Debating whether I even go to the second leg. What's the point? 4 0. Peterborough have gone to Wembley. Well done, mate. Well done, lads. Uh, fuck's sake. You can hear. You can hear by the sounds. It's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. 4 0. We should have lost by more. We should have lost by more. It's already over, I think. So it's another season league one for Wednesday. I guess to see you guys next season. Jesus, it's fucking toxic as shit. More than two points per game. 96, <laughs> 96 points. <laughs> You're not fit to wear the shirt. Have you seen their season ticket prices, by the way? I've just gone onto their website. Their South Stand season ticket prices for adults. They've gone full baits. Chancery. Are they going on the piss with Chancery, do you reckon now? Seven, seven, that, yeah. 720 quid. Fucking hell. 720 quid. The Grand Stand 640, North Stand 640, the Cop 510. Who's coming up from League Two? Because that's always the depressing bit, isn't it? At that point, when you start going, "Oh God, we've got to play." Shall I have a look? Like Forest Green or someone next year? They, I know they've gone down, haven't they? This they've year, but there's down, always yeah. there's always some kind of it's unfair to say a joke team, but there's someone who you, who you never thought, <laughs> there's someone who there's well, always some, well, I said it there's always someone who you thought you would never play though when you're in League One and you're like, "Fucking hell, how are we playing Yeovil or whatever?" Like as it was for us, Leighton Orient, uh, Stevenage. Northampton have all gone up automatically. Stevenage is probably a bad one. And it'll be one of Stockport, Carlisle, Bradford or Salford will, Bradford. Ju- will join They're them. They're still going? They are still going, yeah. Yeah, they... Uh, oh, good for them. Played in a playoff the uh, the other day. Against, yeah, they won. Against yeah, Carlisle. 
It's, it's 15 years since we played Carlisle in a playoff, so we've got to be careful. <laughs> oh, no. I, God, we've been there. Don't, don't get me wrong. We never got 96 points and failed to go up, though. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Should, should we take it down to a bit more of, I don't know, uh, I guess more low, low-key sadness? Yeah. Of let's draw Southampton. Ah, uh, let's. <laughs> Southampton feels like lo- the lowest hanging fruit. So let's start there, shall we? Where's that then? Yeah, match day vlogs. So their relegation was—I mean, they've been—they've been obviously down for a couple of weeks, haven't they? But this was their um, relegation being confirmed, and the two of them sat in the stadium watching Fulham beat them two 0 and they just want it all to be over. So, so very much. It's just quite sad. Been devoid of ideas, and I'll be honest—we've been sat in silence pretty much the last thirty-five minutes. If it wasn't for like my moral code, I would have left it about seventy minutes, but. It's so bad. This is so awful. There's no fight, no nothing. It's just, it really is at a point of why are we here? What's the point? They might as well just do this the next few games behind closed doors and save everybody some money and time and effort. I've, just, I've seen the Sports Republic have got a, a statement ready to go for after the game. Oh, I'm not surprised. I really should. I mean, I, I, I kind of knew this was happening, but I didn't think this would hurt as much as it does. It does hurt a lot more than I thought it was going to. Fulham obviously deserve winners it today, but they've not really had much to fight against, really. We've not put up anything. I don't know what to say. I'm lost for words. I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Relegation confirmed. It's over. Oh. It is over. Just that anguish. I want to go home. Yeah, that was... That, if it wasn't for his moral code. <laughs> tapping into the 10-year-old inside all of us there. Um, <sighs> did you see the statement there um, owners put out? Nah. Apparently it was... Uh, some, somebody reckons they've sort of chat GPT'd it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fans. They're going to help it to come back stronger thanks yeah. to the fans. Fans don't deserve it. 
despite applying Nathan Jones. And there was a we, brilliant... We didn't think this would happen. No, there's a brilliant tweet. It was the Southampton fan who took it and I took a photo of the away end and it was all the Fulham fans sat down during the game and the tweet just said something to, to the effect of, can't believe we've just been relegated by a team whose away fans sit down. <laughs> <laughs> it was a proper relegation result, that wasn't it, yeah. of a team. Nothing to play for. Thinking, oh, come on, home game. Maybe yeah. this is it. <sighs> Sorry, lads. Bless them. Let's, let's do everything in our power to avoid that. Because it sounds really miserable, doesn't it? It kind of makes you realise as well how, much, how bad it will be, though, if it happens. Because as much as I've been saying for a few weeks, I've kind of I've reached acceptance of going down now. The moment when it happens, it will just be a horrid, sinking feeling. But it might not happen. No. Let's, well, should we work our way up the table? <laughs> what, to Leicester? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, um, they lost as well, didn't they? Which was good. Lost 3-0 to Liverpool. Again, actually, I think this is just because of my mindset at the moment. I was actually listening to this last night feeling quite sorry for him. <laughs> You've gone soft. I know. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I just wanted us to be, I just wanted to go down there. I just wanted to confirm it. Put us out just of get it misery. over with. Just get it over with. Literally, put us out of our misery. It, honestly, it's it, it's so painful. You know, it, we can't, it doesn't matter. We can't blame Dean Smith. You know, he's he's been having an impossible task. So it's not on his hands. Them players, they need, they need to give take a look, good look at themselves and say we're not good, they're not good enough at all. Well, it's quite depressing, though. Isn't it? <sighs> <sighs> Never mind. Anyway, it goes on a bit longer, and by the end of it, I think I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's been drinking at this point. He's certainly <laughs> suggested other people do. This but is this is all about you, isn't it? Really. It's very much <laughs> it's very much end of the evening, tired and emotional. Uh, is this part? We could be here all night, but you know, I'm going to bed soon. You're just obviously it's afternoon for you now, whatever it, whatever it is. Yeah, is it the afternoon? Is it already yeah, afternoon? It's just about two o'clock in the afternoon here. Two o'clock. Go out on town wherever you are and get absolutely slaughtered. Go uh, <laughs> out. I, eat your keg, I think I will. Eat, eat your kegs and eggs. Drink all your beers and you know, eat sausages, <laughs> whatever you eat in you know where you live. You know, go out. Go out and get you some, you know, well, just have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that was delightful. Just like sausages. And just eat wherever you eat. Wherever you are. Wherever you, wherever you are. Who, whoever you are. Get <laughs> some food and that. Just, have a, just, just go out and have fun. I was also being told, go out and have fun by a man who sounds like he's as miserable as it's possible to be. Oh, dear me. Um, their uh, opposition were Liverpool last night. Of course, yes. And I got many, many tweets. Yeah, so this is, we're talking about the guy. It's called This Is Football is the channel, isn't it? Mm. It's the Jordanian Liverpool fan who rolls his R's and refers to Curtis Jones quite a lot. Hey, I must have had a dozen tweets last night just going, <laughs> Curtis Jones! <laughs> at, at the, uh, the under-21s game last night, once we saw the goal going in, a couple of friends turned to me he's like, it's Curtis Jones! Curtis Jones! He's done it again, Curtis Jones! <laughs> yeah, so he, was, he does his watch-alongs and not a fan of Curtis Jones, as we established. He also hates, he seems to at the moment hate Jordan Henderson even more actually, which is a bit harsh, really, given what he's achieved from winning the league and Champions League and all this yeah. stuff. But he calls him, is he number 14, Henderson? Yeah. yeah, he calls him 14 all the time. I, right. think, I think he's trying to dehumanise him <laughs> for some reason. But he was, having, he was having a go at him more. I actually thought he was talking about Curtis Jones at one point, but it was about Henderson. But right. someone someone in the chat on this clip was sticking up for Curtis Jones. This is prior to him scoring the goals. Yeah. But he's still not having... CJ's an incredible talent. Klopp can't coach. Yes, just like Klopp couldn't coach Salah and couldn't coach Mane and couldn't coach Firmino, 
who was playing right wing back for Rodgers, just like he could coach Fabinho, just like he he gave Henderson a career at Liverpool Football Club. All the unbelievable people he has coached and sent to podiums, you know? So, come on, man. You cannot blame Klopp for, for Kurtz being crap. <laughs> just in his DNA, isn't it? Speaking of being sent to podiums, that podium that they put up last night for the, the 21s took an age, didn't it? I'd already gone by then. I couldn't have bothered hanging around. <laughs> oh, I don't want to say this, the joy of young people. Uh, it took forever. Like about a 15 piece assembly. It was like putting together an IKEA wardrobe, clipping together Did the, the club just bit. own that? Or is that provided by the league? I'm fairly sure it was a Premier League thing. Then they played that god awful Premier League anthem at the time as well. Oh, I don't play that. So, why it took so long, the club were just dusting it off from years and years and years. <laughs> and years. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more about the 21s and their uh, their promotion playoff victory in the in the weekly show later in the week. Uh, this is football continues. This is Curtis getting these two goals, and he, he can't. I bet he can barely crack a smile. Mo with a cross for post, Curtis. Curtis Jones, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Curtis Jones puts us one nil up. That same exact goal. Unbelievable cross from Mo Salah and the finish from CJ17. Curtis Jones, ladies and gentlemen, and Liverpool are 1-0 up. Now shot again and Liverpool again and it's another goal. Let me change it once and for all. And it's another goal from Curtis Jones. What is going on? Curtis Jones yet again. No way. No way Curtis Jones just made a tunnel. And you can just hear him smiling as he says it, can't you? Like, it's utter disbelief. He's, he's on the verge of having to back down, isn't he? Go, okay, he's doing well today. Maybe he's all right. <laughs> uh, it was funny watching the uh, the news of the goals ripple across the East Stand last night at Ellen Road as people sort of started clocking onto it. Like I was watching, following the scores on FOTMOB, getting the notifications and... Uh, was, it, was your phone working then? Because yeah. it, it doesn't generally work at Ellen Road. You reach, reach the. We need to find out what capacity the phone network can take. It generally but... operates all right, does mine though? Yeah. Ah, mine's shite. Mm, mine's knackered. If you'd let a fan, one fan in at a time, so see which. <laughs> Let's see when it stops it working. Is. Yeah, well, when we stay up and when we redevelop it, 49ers, mm. they put a load of Wi Fi into their stadium, in the Levi Stadium. Best Wi Fi in the NFL, apparently, at the time. Wow. And so that's You'll never can, sing that. That's the sort of future <laughs> we can look forward to in a redeveloped Ellen Road. Well, Speakers Matt. that pump out white noise <laughs> and <laughs> and Wi-Fi that actually works. A final bit of Curtis Jones chat. Curtis Jones has scored twice, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a drill. This is not a test. Curtis Jones has just scored two goals for Liverpool Football Club. Curtis Jones. <laughs> Curtis Jones. Well done, Curtis, man. Well done, eh? I was unfamiliar with your game. Well done, Curtis. Hey, Curtis. Curtis, 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 ladies and gentlemen. What a goal. What a goal. Woo. Man, that caught me off guard. I'm going to be so real with you guys. That caught me off guard. I, I was not expecting Curtis to score twice. We can tell, can't we? <laughs> we can tell. Very similar to when Billy Painter scored for Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Painter. <laughs> right. Uh, where now? We've got Lee Gunner. Yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal fan TV, actually. We're... <laughs> They were sort of all right, really, apart from, apart from Ty, who's the... I've, I've stuck a bit of him in um, Propaganda Extra, just because he's a bit tiresome. <laughs> There's only so much Arsenal you can you can take in one go. Uh, but Arsenal fan TV in general weren't being too ridiculous. So I found Lee Gunner instead, who seems to be another fairly sizable Arsenal account. Starts off with a little tale of his mum, which is nice. 
that performance is a disgrace. When I see the starting 11, I was like, cool, no drama, no problema, no drama at all. Cool. I said in the build-up, my mum was sat there and I said, are we going to win today? She goes, who are you playing? I said, Brian. She went, you ain't winning. She don't know nothing about football. <laughs> well, I mean, she knows more than you. <laughs> she knows nothing about football. <laughs> what are you asking her then? <laughs> <laughs> he has to then backtrack, obviously, because he's, he's trying to make a point. But yeah, yeah. realise he's just been cussing his mum. Laying the smack down. So he goes on, but obviously when well, he... Mrs. Gunner. When he, no problem, I'm not having that either. No. Horrible. Um, maybe that's the London thing. No, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Uh, but anyway, he obviously it's disappointing for Arsenal. It's, they have kind of... It's sort of hilarious to have thrown it away. And part of me is a bit gutted from... I don't know, I can't quite... I can't quite make my mind up. The man, it's only Man City winning it, so it's not like you've... Don't mean out, does it? It's, it's not real. It's a cheat. <laughs> so, so fine. You, I suppose they've had a better season than expected and you'd assume he'd be... Disappointed with the performance, but wanting a, a rebuild, a bit of a rebuild for next year, bringing a few more players, build on it, all that sort of stuff. Nah. How she know we ain't winning? Oh yeah, because she knows it's the history of the Arsenal. You know, she don't know a great deal about football. She knows that I am on a channel talking about football, and she knows it's the history of the Arsenal. Cool, sweet. Caicedo right back, yeah. Ben White being put on skates. Did anyone see Martin Odegaard? Does, does anyone know Martin Odegaard's scan rate in that game today? Gassing this guy up like he's the second coming of Bergkamp. Bin everyone, including the manager. Start with the manager. Get him out. This is the third full season, because I know a lot of you inverted fans out there that, that love an inverted fullback or a hybrid centre-back and that, yeah? Oh, but look at what he's achieving. What's he achieved? If Man City beat Chelsea next weekend, they've won the title. We were eight points clear. We're now four behind. Sack him. For nothing. Three seasons in a row. Now, if you deep that, yeah, you've got the league title you can go for. You've got Europe you can go for. You've got the League Cup you can go for. And you have the FA Cup you can go for. One of them seasons we didn't qualify for Europe because he took us so far backwards that this is seen as success. Right? So there's 11 trophies he could have possibly gone for. And he's won none. Why is everyone hyping this guy? Sack him. I preferred it when his mum was giving her opinion on football. <laughs> it was, it was, was it his mum who doesn't know anything about football, was it? Good that he explained all the trophies. I do enjoy the fact <laughs> he said, like, um, my mum, you know, she doesn't really know what I do. She knows that I do a channel about this and she probably keeps asking when you're going to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> we say looking around the room at each let's other. Let's not go with that. Nah. Uh, that was the joke, Rob. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's all tiresome, isn't it? All that stuff. So no one's happy. No, no one is happy in football, are they? No one. That's what you know. Phil keeps making that point, doesn't he? That no one's, no one's enjoying themselves. Newcastle fans. Arsenal enjoy themselves for a bit, but now they're not enjoying themselves anymore. Do you think he thinks Arteta's a war criminal? I would imagine so. Yeah, that was an that was Arsenal fan TV, wasn't it? The war yeah. criminal stuff. I think that was their peak. Yeah, when they accused a man who was like had been sick of being a war criminal. <laughs> yeah, Maybe a bit over the top. You can't beat that, can you? Yeah, mind you. I mean, I suppose Pat Bamford's taken some some abuse this week, hasn't he? So. Going back to Sheffield Wednesday, like there's been bloody racist abuse posted about their manager, Darren Moore, who's just taken them to a 96-point finish. What they've done is no different to when we choked in the playoffs against Derby in the end, is it? Mm. And look at the season that followed. And we choked in the playoffs against Millwall and against Doncaster yeah. and against Watford. Yeah. And the year we choked before we even got to the playoffs yeah. under Gary Monk, that was good too. When we, when we were in front in the playoffs in 1987, we were in front in extra time. See, I've got no scars from that one because I don't remember it, but... It was on my birthday. <laughs> Millwall was on my birthday, that, that second leg. Doncaster was on my dad's birthday. Jesus. 
When's your birthday, Rob? Mine's usually around the time of the League Cup final because we don't bother with the cup. Don't oh worry. yeah, don't worry about oh, it. You're, yeah, you're immune. Fine. You've been yeah, immunised. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Get in. Um, some more clips and chat over on uh, Propaganda Extra. Speaking of Pat Bamford, we do have yeah. um, we do a penalty chat on there. Someone asked us about. It feels like we never score penalties. Oh, okay. So I've got some numbers and that. Numbers. Yeah, oh, that's exciting, isn't it? Everyone loves numbers. Number wang. <laughs> we'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. 